The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Paul? Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matteris Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovic. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! Christmas. Let's do it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. What's up, Large and in Charge? Jason Rambo, how the hell you been, buddy? Oh, doing good, doing good. Getting ready to start shooting. Um, Blackjack Open, and then RC Cup, and then we've got the Caribbean Cup, and then Jack Links, and the Florida Challenge. Five straight weeks of shooting. Wow, you're going to be wore out by the time that's all over and done with. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But (laughs) that's all right, because it's going to be a pause button until the World Sporting and Anthony's, um, and which, by the way, we're talking to Mr. Pete Malloy tonight, that's going to be hosting the World Feet Task. But um, Sean, in between now and then, we got some sponsors that that really help us out. Uh, Thank you very much, Elite Shotguns. Uh, Appreciate everything you guys do. Fioki Ammunition. Uh, Love us some Fioki, Sean and I. That's right. That's right. RE Ranger. We got to love those React lenses. And again, we're still waiting on word for the prescription uh, glasses from RE Ranger. Also, American Built Atlas Traps. If you need a trap, uh, they are a fantastic company to work with. And none other than your own Jason Rambo would be happy to help you out if you need to um, buy some equipment from him. Absolutely. Don't forget about the girls over at OtoPro uh, for all your hearing protection needs. Um, of course, we love and use Don Grant. Uh, we use her system um, and her complete courses. Uh, Sean, you seen any value in that yet? Absolutely. I mean, there's all kinds of help. And I would say that anybody else out there struggling with their game or feel like they're missing a piece, that's uh, that's what you need to do. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, of course, Sean, I mean, you know, our rhino chokes are... I'm loving mine, dude. I'm, I'm, you know, I've played around with this, that, and the other with all the rhinos. I just, some reason, I mean, I just keep going back to those 17s. I absolutely love them. They're yep. just perfect. Same for me. And a lot of times I'll bump between the 12s and the 17s. Every once in a while, I'll throw that seven in there. I mean, they all work fantastic as long as you know what you're shooting. Um, also, big thank you to uh, Vero Beach Sporting Clays. We appreciate Brian Palmer and his whole crew down there for, uh, running the dead pair blast. We look forward to coming that up or that coming up again, the end of this year. And also uh score chaser, Casey chase, the, uh, the gals over there could never get to a shoot without him. Right, Jay. That's absolutely right. Speaking of score chaser, Sean Alley, we have a tourney talk. It's tourney talk. Brought to you by score chaser. All right, guys, this one's been out for a minute. We missed it, uh, but we're going to update it now. Kansas State Fee Task Five Stand and Super Sporting Championship will be held at Powder Creek Shooting Park August 8th through the 11th. Registration's open. Hurry up and get in there and get your spot reserved. Absolutely. From what I understand, that was a pretty good one last year. So uh, anybody in that area that's looking to go shoot a really good shoot, check that one out. Um, Sean, hey, listen, by the time we air this, Within 48 hours, we will be we will be drawing the winning ticket for the golf cart, the Dead Pair Giveaway Golf Cart uh, at Vero Beach. Uh, don't need to be present to win, but you still have some time. If you're just hearing this, you got about 48 hours to get your tickets. 
head over to uh, deadpair.givesmart.com. That's deadpair.givesmart.com. Tickets are 20 bucks each or six for a hundred. Um, Sean, somebody's going to win this thing. It's man. I, you know what? I'm buying tickets. Even if I, even if I do win it, I'm just going to donate it back. But, uh, it's yeah. because of the cause, you know, I mean, it's for kids and clays, which benefits Ronald McDonald's house charities, which is near and dear to Sean and I, uh, we've preached it and we've said it a million times and it, we just, we think it's for a really good cause. Absolutely. Sean, I know that, uh, you're, you're him hauling and thinking about both the world sporting and Anthony's and the world fee task. What do you think, man? You think you're going to be able to pull one of these off? Are you going to try or last minute or don't know or what? Uh, I'm 99.9% sure. I cannot make the worlds at Anthony's just because that time of year is, is the busiest time for my business. So unfortunately I got to pass on that one. Uh, world fee task. I don't know. Let's see how the world or the, you know, how, how life treats me from between here and there. Yeah. Uh, just can't commit at the moment though. All right. No, I understand. It's tough. I mean, I've had to cut back on some of my travel plans for this year. Uh, like I said, I'm doing all five of the Florida swing and then a little bit of a break until, uh, Anthony's. And then of course we got the U S open at, uh, Northbrook. And then the following weekend is the big one at the Cardinal center, the Ohio state shoot big purse, big plans this year. Uh, we're up in everything. Sean and I are both on the board, lots of big plans. Um, we're really striving to have a good event for everyone. So if you can check that out, it's the week after the U S open, uh, in August. So. That's going to be a good shoot, but I, you know, Sean, we've talked about that. Uh, of course, we had the path series on planning shoots and traveling and everything, and the expense that comes with it, and it's it's a lot. It's it can be it can be a little bit overwhelming. I mean, you and I try a little bit harder because of this podcast. We want to get out and 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 meet people and talk to people, and uh, but it's for the average person that shoots on the weekends, it's very tough to do some of these traveling. It, it is, but you know, we have to, we've said it time and time again, you kind of have to plan this as a vacation. If you're going to go to one of these big shoots, um, you know, whether or not you take the family along, that's up to you. Uh, but you know, treat it as a vacation, take some time off work so that that way you're relaxed and you can go out there and actually enjoy yourself. If you're going to spend the money and take the time to do it, that's, that's the best way to go. Absolutely. Well, speaking of travel, let's get Mr. Pete Malloy on from game unlimited. Um, I want to hear all about this world championship and, uh, Hopefully he can give some information to anybody that's thinking about going. I know it's a little tricky for the sign-up process, and maybe he can help us with some of that. But, Sean, what do you say we get Pete on the phone? Let's make it happen. The Dead Pair. All right, on the phone with us, Mr. Pete Malloy from Game Unlimited. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic, Pete. Thanks so much for taking some time and uh, sitting down to talk with us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Uh, we're real excited about uh, World Beats has coming up this summer. Absolutely. Well, Pete, let's start off on some easy stuff. Uh, for our listeners that may not know who you are, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself, You know how you got started into sporting clays? Uh, just give us some history there, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was born into the business. Uh, my dad uh, has started things out here. We were a hunting club, so pheasants, uh, chucker, upland game, quail. And we also did ducks uh, a long time ago as well for pass shooting. So I was kind of cutting my teeth as a kid, uh, you know, doing the basic chores and, and uh, daily uh, business with the hunting club. And then in the 90s, when I was in, uh, I think, 1991, I was in seventh grade, and uh, my dad started uh, sporting clays out here. The horse and hunt club had just kind of got that going. I think they were one of the first clubs in the country. Uh, get sporting clays going with Range Valley. Uh, 
over there and that was uh um uh, 19 maybe 1988 and they're about 45 minutes from us so some club members uh had come out and told my dad hey they got sporting plays and he didn't know anything about it so i was the number one go-to guy trapping all day long <laughs> uh i used to have uh dreams uh of people calling pole yeah yeah so i i i real quickly uh realized that I needed to get pretty good at sports so I didn't have to do that all day long. So I played a lot of sports growing up. But uh, the Sporting Clays game kind of started in 1990. I wasn't really – I never really shot much or was too involved. I was busy uh, with sports playing in the in high school. I played uh, football, basketball, baseball, and then soccer a little bit later on. Commuted to St. Paul Academy, the high school I went to. It's a private school about, about 35 uh, miles from the house here out of the farm. And uh, uh, carpool there, and kind of got into sports there. And after uh, after college, you kind of get into the, play soccer in college, and then you kind of get to a point in your life. I had kids young, so uh, my son now Tyler's twenty three, my daughter's twenty two, and my my youngest son Jackson seventeen. They all work for me right now as well. So it's kind of a family family affair. It's been like that for a long time. So very very cool. So that was pretty, uh, that was kind of how the sporting clays started. And then, and it's funny enough, the, I'll, I'll give you a quick little story of how I realized this was kind of a big deal. Because uh, back in the day, in the 90s, I mean, most of the people that came out were just, you know, shooting some clays and drinking beer when they're done, right? I didn't see the competitive side of it. It kind of felt like uh, frisbee golf with a shotgun, you know? And I'm just pulling and I see how serious the guys are. And if I could, Throw those true pairs real tight. I realized I'd get more uh, more tips from the guys, so it was they were getting uh, pretty competitive. And then uh, I went to the Minnesota Horse and Hunt in 2002, and they they had the U.S. Open. So some guy uh, that was a member said, "Hey, they got this U.S. Open. They should come check it out." So I went over there, and I couldn't believe it. They had automatic traps. <laughs> I go, they got automatic traps for this stuff. There's a thousand people there. I think it was the biggest U.S. Open to that point for sure, and uh, it was just a real eye opener how big a big a game it was. So that was really neat and interesting. So I was just walking around the course. I think I was probably about 25 at that time, maybe 24. Walking around the course, and I saw these two, saw these two young kids, and they were just lighting up, just hitting everything. I was following around, talking to them. Pretty nice, uh, pretty nice kids. They're just just tearing the course up. This guy comes up to me, and he goes, hey, uh, do you mind not talking to them anymore? They're they're competing. You know, I didn't know it was that serious. So I go, okay. So I backed off, and comes out down the down the road. I found out that was uh, Anthony Matters and Corey Cruz shooting. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan Carlisle is the guy that came up to me and said, hey, give them a little break. They're competing. I go, oh, man. So that was my introduction to the, the game. And I came back and told my dad, I said, hey, this is pretty cool. I think there's something here at this tournament stuff. Let's get some traps. So uh, we got some traps back then from Lincoln and Rod, Rod at uh, Shida's. And uh, started, got some traps. And uh, we realized that, you know, Johnny doesn't call in sick because he wants to go to the lake uh, with his girlfriend. And all of a sudden, I'm stuck pulling all the time. We're trying to find other people to pull. So uh, we got the automatic traps. And that's kind of where it started. And that's about 20 years ago for me. I'm kind of getting in the game and, and learning how to do it. I go to shoots and tournaments just to kind of get a feel of what it was all about and what the shooter's expectations were and and uh, how to throw targets and how to set targets and, you know, just shoot some tournaments. And I was competitive growing up, so 
I just anyone that's competitive naturally enjoys the game. So just kind of started shooting and enjoying the game, and and through the years, just kind of kind of picked up on uh, how to throw events and started first tournament in 2004, and I took operations over in 2018, and we kind of started taking off and did our first regional in 2021. Wow. Well, Pete, very cool. Tell for those that haven't been to Game Unlimited, tell us about the facility. Like, how big is it? How many courses do you have? What all do you have to offer there? Yeah, so we have uh, 800 acres out here. Pretty nice rolling terrain. Um, really, really nice for you know target setter's dream as far as that goes. Because you got a lot of stuff we can throw below your feet. You know, a combination of woods, uh, you know, open fields, and so you kind of have the full variety that everyone's looking for. And the amenities, we're just we're just close to town. We got about twenty thousand people in Hudson. Great restaurants. Uh, it's a it's a tourist kind of town right off the St. Croix River, which is one of the seven scenic riverways in the United States. So it's just a really cool area. And we're close to the Twin Cities, which has a major uh, airport hub. You know, about forty five minutes away for international travel, direct flights everywhere. So um, that that's really nice. With the club itself, uh, we do four sporting place courses with fifty targets. Um, typically going all the time. In the wintertime, we slow down up up north. For those of you guys that are down south, I don't think they know what indoor heated five stand is. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, but when it's minus uh, 20, uh, we, we tend to just shoot inside, turn the radiant heat tube on, throw the lights on, and shoot right out the windows of the clubhouse. So that's uh, pretty neat. We have about 500 shooters in our uh, summer league and 250-ish in the, in the winter league, but because you can only fit so many people through five windows. But uh, that's kind of the fee task. Uh, we do a lot of that. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, fee task enthusiast. It's my favorite game of all the disciplines. Um, just because of the variety. Maybe it's my, I'm a little bit of ADD maybe, so I don't like shooting the same targets over and over. So the A, B, C, D, give you a nice little variety there. We've got some practice parkours we always have set up and have 120 traps on grounds. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, let's let's dive into uh, talking about the worlds here. So obviously, you know, this is a huge event, um, and and specifically for fee task. Who do you got setting targets for this? Is there more than one person involved? Yeah, I kind of just put a, a team together of a lot of guys that I've known over the years. You know, everyone has a lot of experience. Um, Jamie Peckham came over in October. I worked with him a bit at uh, Caribou when Caribou had the World Fee Task in 2015. I set uh, some side events on that, like Super Sporting, and some. Jamie was working on the main event with some of the other guys. Uh, Steve Knowles on that uh, course as well. I got Steve Knoll helping out. He's a Wisconsin guy and a Hall of Famer. You know, been around the game a long time. Uh, Gary Fitzgerald's a buddy of mine, so I got Gary coming up. Uh, you know, running the club. I always look for guys that have experience in the field. Um, not with sort of target setting, but just, you know, how to run logistics and the operation of something happens. You got a guy with experience that knows how to take care of something real quick, put fires out. So Gary's helping out. My my son, Tyler's getting pretty experienced now. My right-hand guy, Nate Wanabo, he's a top, top shooter as well. He's 27, but he's been in the game his whole life as well. So he's he'll be working on setting targets. Myself, uh, I talked with John Kruger. I've known John for a long time. I know he was going to help out a bit, so. We're just going to have a, a big conglomerate of guys uh, working on things. And Jamie's kind of, Jamie and I kind of put the main event together as far as where we're going to have the parkours and the layouts and all the side events. 
Gotcha. Well, what about, uh, let me just ask you this real quick question. I'll let Jason uh, take off. Um, with this being a world event, you've got shooters coming in from all over the place. Do you guys have to approach this a little bit differently as far as your choice of targets versus if this was a strictly, you know, a United States uh, fee task tournament? Well, you know, I've shot, uh, I've shot two domestically. I shot the world at, uh, at uh, Horse and Hunt in 2006. Look at those numbers. They had uh, just under 600 shooters for that event. And then we had uh, um, Caribou had uh, just over 600 shooters at theirs. And we've already have about almost 1,100 shooters signed up right now. So it's a pretty a pretty big turnout. And it's about a 60-40 split with uh, people from the States and uh, people abroad. So it's going to be a lot of people from around the world. And I went to Hungary this last year just to kind of get a flavor of what the European game's like. And uh, they had they had some big boy targets over there. I'll tell you that. And uh, coming over here for our event, you know, my my thought process is uh, we're gonna, we're going to throw it along the lines of what, what we like to do over here and what we think are good targets. But the the Paris has a vetting team, so they go through with the FITAS Federation. So they'll kind of look and make sure they're up to standards for what their expectations are as well. But I think we got a pretty good handle on it as far as uh, tar- target colors and backgrounds and that kind of stuff. It's just going to be a great mix. And that's a beautiful thing about a new style feet test. You know, you have four, you have four pegs on each parkour. So they're basically like four different, com- completely different layouts and uh, 15 traps on each uh, parkour versus five on an old style. You're going to get a ton of variety. You know, some obviously you're going to be a little more challenging than others, but you're going to shoot a lot of singles. So you're going to shoot 120 singles. And so you can throw a little bit, more challenging targets at time and you might not throw it in your pair. So you're going to shoot four singles in one pair and move on to your next peg. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you've definitely done your homework. I mean, going over to Hungary and checking out, you know, like you said, the European flair, if you will, um, very impressive, uh, especially after you said that your friends with Gary Fitzgerald, uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> Gary, we love you, buddy. I'm just joking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but no, yeah, I love Gary. Oh, uh, he's, he's a wild card. Let me tell you. Um, so, is there still room left? This is kind of a two-part question. Is there still room left if people want to sign up? First of all, there's, there's still a, there's still room left. There's just not a lot of room. I mean, twelve hundred is the max for the event. Just for with how many people we can run through it, and we're almost at eleven hundred. So I'd recommend that if anybody you know wants to shoot the event or is thinking about it, they should sign up for it. I'm sure there'll be some cancellations where people can get in last minute as well. But uh, yeah, you're not going to want to wait around too long. Well, now here's the other part of that is the registration itself. Um, I know the side games are done through Score Chaser, but for the people that want to compete in the World Fee Task uh, main event, um, it's you might want to. Well, I'll tell you what, Pete. Why don't you just walk us through that? Because that can be a little tricky um, if you're not signed up with the World Fee Task Federation or whatever. It can be very tricky to get through that website. You want to kind of help, you know, the new guy get through that. Yeah, I mean it's it's not an easy process. I know I did it last year for uh, when I went to Hungary. You just have to get on the FITAS website and uh, kind of just kind of go through the instructions there. And if anyone has any issues, I've had a lot of people calling me up and I've kind of walked them through it, or I've had someone else walk them through it because it's kind of one of those. This is it's just different than what you're used to, right? I mean, just from Winscore back in the day and getting used to Score Chaser. You know, we have Score Chaser for all the side events. Um, everyone's kind of got accustomed to that, but you know, it's not that often that you shoot a world feed task event. So it's just kind of a new process and 
once you get on there, you can kind of work your way through it. And if anyone has any questions, my my number's on there. You can call me directly, and I'm more than help more more than happy to help people help people go through it. Yeah. Well, I think that's you know like just as an example, so everybody understands, you have to have a shooter's card that is registered with the world fee task. I mean, first and foremost, before you can even start to register, it's not just going in, Hey, I want to shoot this and here's my number. Nah, it's not that easy. Right. And then when you, and when you do sign up, I mean, you sign up for an AM or PM. So a lot of people don't really understand how that works either. So if you sign up for the AM time slot, that means when the main event starts on Thursday, you're going to be shooting in the AM and then it's going to alternate on Friday. You're going to shoot the PM. Then Saturday, you're going to shoot in the AM, and Sunday, you're going to shoot in the PM, and vice versa if you sign up for PM. So when you sign up for side events, if you're at AM on Thursday, you want to sign up for side events on the PM. Right. And the score chaser team is going to be there to make any adjustments if necessary, because, you know, you may have a situation where you're not going to get your exact shooting times until Wednesday night at the opening ceremonies. Right. That's kind of how they had they have it set up, so everybody attends. It's kind of a big deal in Europe. It was really neat last year. At their opening ceremonies, and we have a really cool venue set up downtown Hudson, um, right on the river. So uh, you know, it's just a it's a really cool spot, and uh, a lot a lot's happening down there, and that's going to be pretty neat. And then right after the opening ceremonies, we have uh, two river boats that can uh, seat 500 people for a cocktail hour. After if anyone wants to do that, it's right next to the opening ceremonies. Oh, cool! Beautiful venue, so you can sign up for that under amenities on score chaser if you're interested in doing the river cruise, which I would recommend for anybody that, that wants to that bring their family with or something like that. Hey Pete, do you know, I mean, is this, is everybody going to start at the first peg and go on? Are they doing anything like that? Or are you doing anything like that? I should say. Um, you know, PTAS handles all of that. Paris does. I'm not exactly positive how they have their line set up, but they have all their line stuff so they can get, the maximum amount of shooters do with the 1200. So you're just kind of filtering on all day long. So you're going to shoot two parkours. If I, this is how it was for last year. When I did it. I'm assuming it's the same. Um, you're going to shoot like one and two, and then you can get shoveled out or take a golf cart. And I highly recommend getting a golf cart because we're really spread out. I mean, to the, to the farthest parkour from the clubhouse is two miles away. Oh my so gosh. You're looking at. Yeah. So we, we do have shuttle service for the main event. I'm not going to have shuttle service for the side for the side games, so I would recommend getting a golf cart. If uh, or a lot of people have their own carts, they they carry, you know, they haul with them. But you know, for the people that are flying in, um, definitely recommend it. Get a golf cart and a score chaser. But uh, so you'll basically what you'll do is you're going to shoot like parkour one and two on one day, and then you're going to shoot parkour three and four the next day. And each parkour is kind of staged so you they're in pairs. So you can get to one spot and easily walk around once you get shuttled there. So that's not a problem at all. Gotcha. Well, Pete, I want to circle back. I know you kind of rattled off some quick answers on the amenities and what's local uh, there around your area. Uh, did you mention uh, the airport or the airports that are closest to fly into? Yeah, Minneapolis-St. Paul. That's Minneapolis-St. Paul. Airport. Yeah. Okay. Right, and- right, right next to the Mall of America for any of the ladies coming. I like to shop, you know, obviously <laughs> the largest mall in America. Gotcha. No problem. Uh, and then what about camping? Do you guys have anything there on the grounds or is there local camping for people that are coming in with like RVs and stuff? So we have dry camping available for, you know, uh, as many, as many, you know, unlimited acreage for that. So we have that all set up for dry camping. If people want hook up, so they want something specific, you know, only a few miles away is a Willow River State Park at three miles away. 
Okay. Great spot. Um, they have all the amenities and hookups for, for their big RVs and campers. And there's also uh, uh, um, Apple River has some uh, tubing areas. And they have That's about seven miles away. And there's a lot of uh, camping opportunities over there, too. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Uh, and then any hotels running any specials because of this event or any, any particular ones that the people should reach out to just in case? Yeah, you know, there's a, we have a, a site set up for this. And yeah, it's www.2024worldbtas.com. And I have uh, Julia with uh, HOA Sports. Um, has been working with us and she's set up things with our with the vendors and sponsors and as well as a website so for any any changes or, or any live updates or whatnot people can just kind of check that website out and get a little bit more of a better feel for things gotcha and then actually you you're, you said part of my next question uh vendors any vendors you want to mention or throw a shout out to that are going to be there yeah, there's uh this kind of the the normal industry people we got great support you know from from everybody for the shoot we're really excited about that but you know locally uh, uh, Frederick Remington uh, you know they've always been a big part of every event that we've done here um, so they're they're going to be a big part of the event Chromatic you know you can't do a major event these days without that crew and their team is just phenomenal and I've worked with those guys uh, several times now with the regional and state shoots and. So they're going to be here bringing traps for the main. Um, Polaris is a sponsor, uh, Gameboar, Kriegoff, Fiocchi, Beretta, Winchester. Um, vendors, as far as uh, uh, in the uh, Vortex, uh, B&P and Bradley are also sponsors on the courses. And then vendors is uh, Winchester, Beretta, Fiocchi, Kriegoff, Gameboar, Formatic, Carlson, Sporting Arms, Shells R Us, Bear Pelt, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, USA Shooting Accessories, Briley, Electronic Hearing Protection, uh, Woolly Shooting, and Federal Remington. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, Pete, we'll make sure and put the link to that website right down in the show description. Uh, if anybody's looking for that, um, they can find it there easy enough. Pete, give us your your take on the world of sporting or or and or FETAS, both. Just let's, let's just put it as sporting targets. In the world right now, you know, there's been a lot of talk about it. it's getting more expensive to travel. Um, you know, it's really going to start deterring things, but we still see the bigger tournaments. The numbers are increasing. What are you seeing there at Game Unlimited? What's what's your temperature on the economy of shooting right now? Well, I've seen all the all the shoots, uh, all the big shoots are going up in numbers every year. I mean, that's just been a constant I, I, ever ever since COVID, especially. It seems like people kind of got into the game and uh, find a hobby. And, you know, it's a recreational game. And, it's, and, you know, people are spending their recreational money. So there's only so much they can do. But it's just, it's just such an addicting sport that I, you know, I have, you have all the kids getting involved now and their parents are getting involved. And it's just the competition has grown quite a bit. I mean, I know the Lightning Kugels uh, 200 that we, we started doing in, I think, 2015. You know, the first year we had that. 55 shooters and every year it went up and now we're over 300 shooters just for a regular regular fun shoot you know which yeah. is a, it's a great event but those those types of things are growing and it just kind of comes down to the clubs outside of a major of throwing an event that the shooters say hey you know this is a great shoot like our lining kugels we have a fish fry that's uh shelter us does uh saturday evening you know, our make or break shootout. We have a live band there. Everybody hangs around. 
And that's one thing you'll see in, in the, uh, the Midwest, especially, you know, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin area, we have a real strong group of, of uh, competitors that like to hang out and have a good time. You know, it's like when you go to other clubs or other states like I've been to, you know, you see everyone shoot and then get out. You come to Wisconsin and it's a party. Yeah. Everyone's hanging out. You know, there's if you have 400 people at the state shoot, there's 450 people to 500 people hanging out, you know, after the shoot's done on Saturday night. So, you know, between the, the I, I guess we're a beer drinking state up here. I don't know what I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If you like, if you like, if you like beer, cheese, and glaze, come on. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I was I was talking to uh, Radulovich here a while back, and one of the biggest complaints that Sean and I had. Well, first of all, back in the day, like in the nineties, when Sean and I were shooting, it, it was it was an all day affair. I mean, you just didn't shoot and throw your gun in the truck and go home. I mean, you you hung out. I mean, everybody had dinner, had drinks, whatever. We kind of seemed to get away from that for quite a while. Um, you know, as little as five, six years ago, but now it seems like people are starting to hang out more. People are starting to enjoy the experience more. The dinners are getting more elaborate. The, you know, the giveaways are increasing also, but it just seems like that's starting to come back a little bit. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, it comes down to the clubs and I always feel that the the club owners or the managers or whoever, whoever's involved has a real passion for the game going to put on the best shows and that's no different than than up here a lot of places i've been to you want you're you're trying to have value for your your customers and have an experience for them so it's not just a competition it's the it's just the whole the body of work that you put on so that's what we do up here we're real family orientated everyone comes out hangs out it's a big party it's a lot of fun and it's just it's it's infectious when you see you know, if there's nobody hanging out, people are just going to go. They're just going to go back to their hotel. Right. You know, go to go to dinner with a few of their friends that they know, or some of the you know shooter friends that travel in all the big tournaments. But then they when they come to places like ours, they go, "Oh man, everyone's hanging out. Well, let's hang out too." Yeah. And, and sometimes they they hang out a little too late, you know, and uh, have a little too much fun, and they go, "Man, this was one of the greatest shoots I ever been to. I might have shot like crap, but." <laughs> so. That's kind of what our that's what my focus is, and I think a lot of the clubs that that focus on having a good time, the shooters really enjoy it. And you know, the weather is obviously always a factor. It's always more fun when it's nice out. But uh, beyond that, I think that's kind of the goal that uh, most clubs should shoot for right now is just uh, making sure you have all your 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 T's crossed and your eyes dotted. Sean, how many times have we heard Jake Spangler over at the Cardinal Center say that? you know, we're in the entertainment business and it always seems like whenever they throw a shoot, everybody hangs out, you know, they, they've got good food and, and everybody's, you know, hanging out and hooping and hollering afterwards. So it sounds Pete to me, like that's what you've created there. Yeah. That's what I've always, and there's, there's a, there's a strategy to it sometimes. I mean, like, for example, like our lineies, I, I typically, you know, you gotta, you gotta gear it towards a crowd that you have coming to. So that's more of a local Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, kind of Illinois, our, region for a shoot like that and i have saturday nice and you know nothing nothing too tough and and uh fun course and everyone has a good time and then and then i crank it up on championship sunday i always call it championship sunday and throw more of like a regional course right or something that's a lot tougher 
that way everyone's kind of you know i don't have to hear them complain on their way out the door and then they come <laughs> come back next year so <laughs> that's been there's a little bit you know everyone feels pretty good saturday they want to hang out and talk about it you know and then on sunday you, you separate uh you separate uh the, you know the the top end guys so give them a chance to kind of compete and uh, duke it out well, Pete, I'll be honest. I don't know about Jason, but you had me at fish fry. When I heard that, I'm like, man, I got to go to Wisconsin now. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I, I mean, it's like, I, I, I've never been to a shoot where they've had, you know, some fried walleye or perch or something like that on the menu. That would be awesome. Yeah, no. So we, uh, yeah, we, we, we pride ourselves on having some good food and, and have a good atmosphere, but you know, then, then again, there, you know, there's some new, we have some new ideas and try to have some, uh, you know, forward thinking on things and all that. I know with this year's event, I'm going to do a couple things a little bit different um, than, than done in the past. Uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, super sporting side events running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on three different courses, um, 66, 66, 68, kind of U.S. Open style. And just kind of get people warmed up for the feet task event. And uh, anyone that shoots all three courses, told them 200 targets is in for $20,000 out of money. Wow. Um, or you can just shoot a nice. 66 target event if you, you know, one day if you want. Or if you're coming on Wednesday, you can just sign up for all three and shoot all 200 in one day, you know. Um, but they'll all be punched uh, separately and then used as a combined score for the for the added money. That is very cool. Then we're going to do that on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in a sporting format. So the same thing. Excellent. And then uh, on the fee test, I know this will get some people, they can start preparing right now. I'll, I'll give them the, the preview. Is uh, you know, you have 15 seconds and and feet task, and it's really difficult for referees to pay attention to how much time and watch the line and all that. So I'm gonna try to simplify it, and just kind of like the NBA, I'm gonna put a shot clock in front of every hoop, and when that barrel cracks open, the referee can hit the button and it counts down. So there's no discrepancy on time. It's right there. It's kind of like the uh, the police officers right there enforcing the rule and. And I think it's going to move the shoe along a little bit quicker too. That's very cool. That's a great idea. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So anyone that takes a little bit more time or is pressing the limit, uh, it'll be right there for everybody to see. And they just got to get their shot off as as the rules are. So that's something a little bit different that I want to try too and see if we can keep the flow of the game moving pretty quick um, and uh, keep everybody on time as far as side events and different things. But the main event, obviously, is where all the focus is going to be. And then the side events is, uh, you know, we put a lot of pride in targets and everything else as well. But, um, you know, you're going to have 1,100 shooters shooting the main event and most likely 1,200 shooters. So we want that thing to move along. Yeah, well, new style fee test is definitely going to help that too, you know. So, but that's that's awesome. I mean, it sounds to me like you've got things ironed out. And this sounds to me like it's going to be a great event. Yeah, no, we're really, we're really looking forward just to, having everybody back you know we did that regional in 21 and it was great just to have so much positive feedback from all the you know the, the top shooters that you hear about you know Zach Kainbaum had a lot of great comments on social media you know Braxton Oliver you know said we're you know one of the top clubs in the country after this and nobody really even knew who we were right at that point and you know David Radulovich was up here shooting that one and I think he was uh to finish in the top three, Joe Finese won that one um, that year we had it. So that was our showcase, really, to get everybody up here. And the feedback at every shoot I've been to since then, you know, a lot of the traveling shooters have been real excited about coming back and said it was a great event. So that makes you, you know, as a club owner, feel really good that you put in the effort and and uh, it worked out really well. So now it's the chance to kind of show on a, on a global stage. Gotcha. Very cool. 
Well, Pete, have we missed anything? Have we left anything out or anything that you want to mention before we wrap this up? You know, I think uh, we got a pretty good, uh, pretty, pretty good coverage on everything. Um, opening ceremonies, we're looking forward to that as well. It's kind of a big party event. So we really recommend everybody gets down to that and uh, does a river cruise um, for uh, you know, an hour and a half after that for a little cocktail hour, cocktail hour down the river. Um, just the community as a whole, you know, the Hudson area, Stillwater, that's in Minnesota. So it's a great river valley area for a lot of uh, fun stuff to do um, after the shoot. So I think everyone's going to love, love the area. And, uh, you know, we got great support from all our sponsors and, uh, and people that are going to be vending and, and uh, the shooters have been super extremely supportive because uh, registration opened up in November and we're approaching 1100 shooters. So, um, right now we're just, uh, preparing and putting the logistics together, everything. And, you know, your referees and your trappers and all that kind of stuff is always a, a big commitment for, for people. So that, uh, we're, we're excited about having you guys, uh, up here and, uh, throwing it, throwing a great event. I'd look forward very to cool. it. Yeah. Well, Pete, thank you very much, sir. Uh, appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here this evening. And, um, like I said, we're going to put that link down in the show description. If there's anything else you think we need to add in there, let me know. I'll make sure and get it in there for everybody. But uh, sounds like you're you only know, got to... You know, I just thought about, boys. What's that? I just thought about this. I'm going to do something, another thing that's kind of different. And I'll tell me what you guys think about it. It's All an right. idea. I ran it by Promatic, and they were on board, and they've been super supportive over the years. I was thinking about leaving the main event up on Monday... And for coaches from, you know, I know Ben Husswhite was talking about doing some uh, coaching and some other coaches, leaving the main event up, you pay a $300 flat rate and just shoot as much as you want to shoot all day long. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. And all, and all the main event targets. So if you traveled up here and you shot the 200 target event, how many times you shoot an event you go, man, I could not hit that, you know, that 60 yard bat too, or whatever it may be, or that 45 yard bird right there. It does not look that difficult but I just never touched it, you know, just give guys a chance to go out there and just bang all day long. If they want to shoot uh, 10 cases of shells, they can shoot 10 cases of shells. If they just, <laughs> birds, they can work on a few birds. So what do you guys think about that? Wow. What an opportunity. I like it. I mean, seriously, right? I, I've never even heard anything like that. that. That's just, that's awesome, Pete. I think that's a fantastic idea. That's awesome. So yeah, we're I'm gonna I'm planning on running with that. It was just kind of something I was kicking around and I wanted to make sure Promatic was okay with it. And uh and I had a couple of guys, you know, you know, bring it up to me and I go, you know, I think that's a pretty good idea actually. Well, why nothing ventured, nothing game. Let's give it a whirl and see uh see if see if there's any legs to it. There you go. There you go. Good idea. Well Sean sounds like Sean sounds like you need to pack an extra three hundred bucks and spend an extra day. Yep, just like everything else, man. The the bucket list keeps growing and growing, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot, boys, for the opportunity. I appreciate you reaching out, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys down in uh, Florida here in the next few weeks. Oh, you yeah, coming Pete, down? It was our pleasure. Um, I'll be down there for the Caribbean and the Jack Links. Yep, I'll be there for that. Sounds to me like you need to venture over to the Dead Pair Patio at Vero and and maybe ha- have a, an adult beverage with us. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be, I'd be, I would love that. Awesome. Well, Pete, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on here, buddy. I mean, again, really great talking to you. Me and Jason haven't really spent too much time with you, but uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you again. Yeah, it sounds great, guys. Look forward to seeing you. Talk to you later. Uh, bye-bye. Well, Sean Alley, I guarantee you're itching at the bit to get up there now. 
Well, that was a lot of great information. Uh, you know, big thanks to Pete for laying the smack down on that. I mean, that is a, a lot of stuff happening up there. Yeah, but it sounds like an exciting event, um, and it is the World Fee Task. Uh, I mean, Sean, I know you were thinking about going. I bet you're thinking harder now, aren't you? I'm definitely thinking a lot harder now, especially with all the stuff going on. I mean, that was impressive, man. They're going to have a lot of stuff there, a lot of vendors there, not to mention, you know, people coming in from all over the world. Well, 300 bucks for unlimited targets on Monday to work on something. That's, a, that's an opportunity right there. That's a deal. That is a deal. Well, hey, you know, everybody, we've, we've talked about it uh, over and over and over again about planning shoots. Uh, go back and listen to our PATH series that we did. You know, this is a big one. This is the world feat task. Uh, Anthony's having the world sporting. Uh, Pete Malloy is at, at Game Unlimited's having the World Feet Task. This is two world championship events in our country this year. Um, and these are big ones. Now, don't think you have to be, you know, at the very top of the game to go and compete there and have fun and enjoy yourself. I mean, you know, how cool is it? You get to go shoot in the world championship. You know, and it doesn't matter if you're a D-level shooter or, or above. You know, it it's it's an opportunity, right, Sean? Yeah, and absolutely. We made the mistake early on when we started shooting registered targets that there were some tournaments we felt like, oh, we're not good enough for that, or oh, we would we just wouldn't you know do well at that event. And it's, it has nothing to do with that. You just show up. It's the experience. You have a good time. You're going to shoot as good as you possibly can, and you just have to be okay with that. Right. Exactly. Um, and you know another thing too. There's been a lot of recent rule changes with the NSCA as far as um, you know being downclassed and how you get classed up and whatnot. Um, heard some rumors that they may be doing away with the E-class again. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things going on. So make sure you're paying attention. Uh, if you are competing in this game, follow the follow the rule updates with the NSCA. Pay attention to your emails. Don't just send them to your spam folder. Um, you know, and please, for the love of God, don't think that Sean and I are some kind of, uh, <laughs> some kind of experts at the NSCA because we're not. Um, you you got to do your due diligence if you're going to go and compete. Yeah, I think I saw it posted, Jason, that they were going to do the 2020 have the 2023 season wrapped up by the end of January. So by the time this podcast releases, I would say they should have everything updated. But there's going to be some surprises, I think, for some people because they really stiffened up the criteria. I actually uh, went and looked at that. Um, Definitely going to force a lot of master class shooters out of master class. Uh, I think you have to have 15 punches now, and then you got to you got to be able to maintain above a .4 average. I actually think I printed it off here. Well, you don't um, now. Now listen, you don't have to take the down class. I know you don't have to take it, but I'm just saying that I think the the most logical thing for people wanting to stay in is obviously like somebody like myself who I started off last year in double A. And then I punch back up into August. Now, they probably won't drop me back down to AA because there's no way I got 15 punches between uh, August and the end of last year. However, you know, the guys that are just kind of hanging on around there, uh, this kind of ups the bar a little bit. So uh, everybody out there, just kind of pay attention. Uh, the, the rules should be out on the NSCA page uh, pretty soon if they're not already. Um, and just kind of be aware that, you know, you don't want to go to your first shoot thinking you're in A class and all of a sudden now you're in B class or, or something like that. Well, it's like I said, do your due diligence. It's your responsibility to keep track of where you're at. So, Absolutely. But, um, Sean, you know, we tell everybody every week, take someone who's shooting, take them to a tournament. Um, we've got the dead pair challenge for everybody. Uh, you know, one new shooter a month, take them out, take them, take them shooting. 
Sean, I've challenged you straight up, called you out on this podcast. Where are you at, yes. my friend? Have you taken yes, him sir. out yet? I know you had we, somebody in mind. Yeah, we actually uh, had plans for the end of January. So by the time this comes out, hopefully with the weather starting to break, I'll have had them out and I'll be I'll be having my first check mark off my list. Okay, well, everybody look for pictures and updates on social media. And if you don't see it, make sure you harass Sean Alley. <laughs> Where's it at, Sean? We want the proof. Well, and let's not forget, there's two parts of this partnership, buddy. So let's see what you've been doing, too. I you know. Make sure you're, you're getting don't, out there. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Okay. That's coming. It's coming. All righty. Sean Alley, what do we tell everybody every week? Well, obviously, we tell everybody to get out there, enjoy the sport, take somebody with you, especially. Make them see what kind of fun this is. Make them experience the the joy and pleasure of breaking a clay. And, and hopefully, maybe even take some of your buddies that you guys do that already and step it up a little bit, get into some competition, start shooting some registered targets, right? I mean, come on. It's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And until next week, Mr. Alley. We can't wait to see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair. The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Rhino, Odo Pro, Don Grant, Atlas Trap Company, and R.E. Ranger. <laughs>